for all things land development, planning and property. This is Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. To find out how Ian can help you, visit propertyonfire.co.uk. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Property on Fire, our first in 2021. So what do we have coming up in today's episode? Following on from last week's episode, we also have another special this week. We're looking back at 2020 with a couple of guests talking about how COVID did and perhaps didn't affect their business and looking forward to 2021. So without further ado, let's get started. But before we do, please do like, review and subscribe to this podcast and come with me on this property journey. First off, let me wish you and your family a wonderful 2021. A year ago, we could not have foretold what 2020 would bring. And to be honest, it was a bit crap for many. It looks like we're going to have tier four and maybe even a tier five for a while longer. But don't forget, if you're struggling, please do reach out to others. I'm sure there's plenty of people, including myself, who are more than happy to help. Right, let's start with a bit of property news, this time from Wales. If you're looking to purchase a property in Wales, you need to be aware that the Welsh Government has just increased the land transaction tax, or in England we would know it as stamp duty, for second homeowners. Now that has now gone up to 4%, up to 180,000, and 7.5% for portions of the purchase between 180,000 and 250,000. And this rises up to 16% for homes for any portion over one and a half million. Now for most investment properties, I guess in Wales, many will come into the 4% bracket. So you just need to be aware of that if you already own one or more properties. However, if you're purchasing in Wales a non-residential or a mixed transaction, i.e. one that consists of both residential and commercial, then the nil rate band has risen from 150,000 to 225,000, meaning that far fewer will now pay duty on those purchases within Wales. However, I'm wondering if we are soon going to see similar increases in England, where it's a 3% within England for a second home in scotland it's already four percent so are we going to see four percent in england as well now if you're wondering what they call it in scotland it is the land and buildings transaction tax or lbtt for short so what are your feelings on perhaps increasing stamp duty to four percent for second homeowners in england do you feel it's fair and reasonable or should there be less taxes to pay let me know at property on fire or via email to Ian at Property on Fire, or Facebook, or any other social media platform. I would love to know your views as to whether it should be increased to 4% within England. By the way, if you ever get confused on acronyms and phrases, you are welcome to visit planninggeek.co.uk slash glossary, where you can find all these and around 500 more. It's probably the largest property glossary in the world. Right, I think that's enough of real and possible tax increases for us folks in property. So let's get on with this week's episode. Just before we welcome our first guest, I'm just wondering, are you on Clubhouse? Because you may be saying, Club what? Well, if you don't know what it is, then it's a vocal-only social media platform 
that is currently in beta mode. However, for some reason, it's currently only available on iOS platform. So you're going to need an iPhone or an iPad. And you can find me there under at Ian Wormsley. But to be honest, as I will never get an iPhone, I have to connect via my iPad. It does seem to be quite popular amongst property people. So if you'd like an invite to it, then I often have one or two spare. So please do get in touch via the normal means. I'm very pleased to welcome my first guest for this week's show, Sam Elliott-Smith. Now, I've known Sam for several years, and so it's a delight to have her on the show. Thank you, Sam, for joining me today on this episode of Property on Fire. Thank you, Ian. It's lovely to be here. First of all, did you have a good Christmas and New Year's Eve? I did, thank you. Yes, it was lovely to have all my children home for Christmas. And uh, yes, we had a lovely time and a lovely New Year's Eve. Thank you. And Happy New Year to you. Indeed, and to you and yours. And uh, I ought to say that Sam and I have known each other now for, it must be about five or six years, I guess now, Sam. And um, I'm fully aware that you've got a uh, quite a large family. You've got five five children, I believe. So I'm not I'm not quite sure how you sort of managed to juggle all that. Uh, when I had two children, it was enough without <laughs> sort of trying to juggle work and everything else. So so good on you, anyway. So let's go back to last year. So how was 2020 for you, and how did you? get on i mean did you have issues with covid um obviously we've still got covid with us uh and that that isn't going to go away anytime soon i don't think but but in reality how was it for you last year well um i think like as for many people it was possibly one of the most challenging years um both for, from a business point of view and on a personal level and many people have obviously had to deal with with things like that um that have been challenging um, from a business point of view, um, I did have a development project going on and uh, thanks to a great team, we did sort of survive COVID and ride the tide and get through all the bumps Good. that uh, came along in, t- in terms of you know no plaster being available and people <laughs> having to go off site um, and so on. But we did get there and, and definitely a good team helped with that. So that was probably the kind of the big thing that was going on. Um, I was still um, sorting out the just practicalities of uh, losing my business partner the year before, um, but all those bits and pieces are all sorted out now. And um, so I am very much looking forward to getting cracking on a new project this year. Good. And and if you could just let us know uh, what you actually do in property then, what yeah. what, what is your main focus? Yes, well, um, I've got a portfolio of HMOs for professional workers in Exeter, and um, I've been self-managing those, but I'm now sort of starting to outsource that work so that I can concentrate more on the development projects that I do, which are small to medium size. They tend to be um, developing existing buildings, so either adding value or converting or something similar. And um, I also have a consultancy business, which um, got rolling this last year, 2020, and that's gone really well. Um, So I'm hoping to spend some more time in that as well. With the AHMOs, have you been able to let rooms successfully last year or or has that been a bit of a challenge at times? It's definitely been more challenging than normal. Um, I would say that the demographic of available tenants has 
changed quite dramatically, especially because um, new graduates weren't being offered the jobs that they normally are in the summer. So there was a lot less of them around, um, which are my usual candidates that I'm interviewing and showing around houses. So I've had to be a lot more careful and thoughtful about who I'm bringing into the houses to mix with existing tenants. And I would definitely say that there has been a much greater turnover of tenants um, in 2020 than normal. And I think that having spoken to other others who run HMOs in other cities, they were saying similar things, that the turnover has been far greater. Um, so it's definitely meant a lot more work on the um, sort of tenant processing front. But on the whole, um, I did fairly reasonably well, I think. Um, I only usually had one room empty max out of our 36 rooms. That's very good. No, I mean, that's a definite, uh, you know, from from the horror stories I've I've heard and read on, you know, Facebook groups and what what have you. You know, that's that's a very good uh, rate. So well well done you. You've done really well there. Sounds sounds really good. So what would you put your survival down to over the last year? I mean, is there, you know, because I mean, you've obviously, you know, I've known you for a while, as I said before, and you know, you've been in property doing it for for quite a while. But but if there's one bit of advice that has stood you well over these last few years that has helped you survive 2020 what would that be I think for me um, it has been largely about people and this isn't just you know who's on your team in terms of who's your builder who's your accountant but um, I think when times get tough um, the quality of the relationships you have whether personal or business really come into their own and it does reveal any sort of um, cracks that there are. And those people, either friends or family or business colleagues, who are what you might term quality people, really do come into their own. And for me, I've really noticed that this last year, that um, those people that are not particularly great character, um, you realise that they actually are no help to you whatsoever when things get tough. But those friends and family and colleagues um, and business contacts that are really good quality people, you really notice them when you mm. are facing challenges. Um, so that has been something that I've really sort of been taking note of, I think, in 2020. Um, and it's something I will take into this year. And have you benefited from uh, sort of networking groups and stuff like this and yeah absolutely um for me in at the beginning of 2020 i joined uh, partners in property and um at the beginning of the first lockdown i also joined property sisters and both of these networks have um different uh things that i've been able to sort of really benefit from and uh, i mean obviously we we all know in property it's really useful to get yourself stuck into some really good networks that work for you. Um, those are both very different networks, but they have been offering um, the kind of support, education and contacts that have been really useful for me uh, during this year. And it's really great to be able to sort of give back into those networks as well. That's really good. I must admit, I hadn't actually heard of Property Sisters myself. It's probably because I'm a male <laughs> and a bloke. So it's probably not to come up on my radar. But but I mean, perhaps you could let let us know a little bit about that in case there's uh, 
you know, anybody listening that is, uh, yeah, sure. you know, female and, and might be looking out for support in from, from similar people? Yeah, absolutely. Well, at the moment, obviously, everything's online, but they have got a brilliant YouTube channel full of fantastic um, videos and um, education on there that they've built up. Um, they have a big WhatsApp group and they also have a property little sisters group for people a little bit newer coming into property. Um, they have um, a LinkedIn um, offshoot support group as well. Um, they're very busy on LinkedIn and it's it's a great group for support. And they've had a number of um, Zoom catch ups over the last year as well. Um, and it's just it's just a really good supportive group um, and it's very very busy on uh, whatsapp you do have to turn your notifications off but um, <laughs> if you need something there's always somebody that's got the answer there for you that's always true about any, any form of networking is there's always somebody who's probably experienced it before Absolutely. and can help out and do do what have you so what, what i'll make sure is i will put the links to both, both the groups that you meant, mentioned pip and property sisters in the show notes for this episode so that people can uh, yeah. get in touch with them if if they wish so that's brilliant lovely well thank you very much sam for your time with us today it's been most appreciated and can I just take the opportunity to wish you and, and yours a wonderful 2021. Thank you, Ian. It's been lovely to be here and Happy New Year to everybody. This is Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. And now, Ian's rant. Now, another light-hearted rant this week. Or is it? Now, my rant is about TV shows about property. Ah, now, I'm sure we've all watched at least one episode of Homes Under the Hammer or Property Ladder over the years. You may well have been a bit bored in the last week or two and caught them on the various channels. But why? Why are they so unrealistic? Sure, I appreciate it's a TV show, but so what? They totally ignore all the buying costs, most of the selling costs in all the figures, and all we ever see are the headline numbers and even these are woefully inaccurate at times. Well, probably most of the time, to be honest. Now, come on, how on earth do these people do a full refurb for a few thousand pounds is beyond me. I know on every refurb I've done, it has always cost me a lot more. Maybe I have done it wrong all the time. I don't know. Maybe I'm overpaying for new electrics and plumbing, but I doubt it. Also, they never take into account the cost of their own labour. If they're doing all the work themselves, it means they're not earning elsewhere. So what is the true cost of that? Then to cap it all, they're apparently making tens and tens of thousands of pounds in profit. Yeah, right. Maybe I need an ex-footballer to come and tell me how to do property. So who is this aimed to benefit? Is it the gullible punter who thinks that property is so simple and that you're going to be a multimillionaire within a week or two? Or maybe it's there to keep gullible people going to auctions, thinking everything there is a bargain. But hey, if they can spend £4,000 on a refurb, and then make £100,000 in profit, good luck to them, I say. But we all know, it ain't true. So what do you think about property TV shows? Are there, are there any decent ones, though? Perhaps there are some decent ones. Am I missing the decent property shows? Where, where are they? Let me know. You can tweet me at Property on Fire. You can get me on Facebook or you can email me in at propertyonfire.co.uk. I really want to know where the decent TV property shows are. 
or are they all a load of rubbish? Right, now I've got that off my chest, I can welcome our second guest this week, and I'm delighted to be joined by Adam Lawrence. Welcome, Adam. Did you have a, f- a good Christmas, first off, Adam? Yeah, really good, thanks, Ian. Um, not not like it was last year, obviously, and hopefully not like it will be next year, but still, we, we made the most of it, you know. Indeed, and uh, of course, if we look back to uh, March, then we, we couldn't have force, foreseen any, any of this, to be honest, so... Um, <laughs> times change and we and, and we have to adapt with them i guess so so how was 2020 for you in your property business adam well i think without a shadow of a doubt it's the toughest year we've been through thus far i mean we were well positioned at the start had some big plans um wanted to get some really good numbers on the board and of course you know world turned upside down in in the middle of march really um and so that left us two or three months frozen out of the market really because funding lines were stopped and uh, people were, were panicking about putting money into stuff until we really got to the the first unlockdown the market reopened back in the sort of middle end of may uh, and then obviously it took off like a rocket which made it hard as well because we like to transact on stuff that's keenly priced you know and um, there wasn't an awful lot of that going on. On a normal year, we would buy 15 to 20 properties through auction, something like that, maybe more. Um, I think we've only managed to secure about four or five this year, some of that due to logistical reasons and some of it just due to a, a really, really hot market. It's the hottest market I can remember since about 2014, probably. So, yeah, that made it, that made it pretty tough as well. Um, but rounding off, we managed to close um, one big deal we've been working on for nearly 18 months, as these things cool. can often take time. Yep. And then another one which we'd worked on for about five months. Um, cool. So the two biggest deals that I've ever done. Uh, and of course, as it always is, both settling on the same day. <laughs> so, so yeah, trying by December, but but good nonetheless. Sure. And for anyone that uh, has never heard of Adam Lawrence, what do you actually do in property, Adam, and whereabouts in the UK are you? So I'm actually based in South Birmingham in Solihull, um, but I buy. I would say all over the mainland UK, but it tends to be to the north of that dividing line, really, because I look for yielding stuff. So. Do some stuff down in the southwest, um, in bits of Devon, for example. Some stuff in South Wales, some stuff in Scotland, and then the Midlands, South Yorkshire. That about covers the uh, the, the the geographical spectrum, really. And what I've tended to do is just follow before I knew what it was called um, the old buy, refurbish, refinance model, really, right. at some at some scale. But this year, due to uh, well, partially opportunity. Um, partially timing, partially just luck, really. Um, I've got involved in a couple of bigger purchases, so a portfolio and also a portfolio of commercial units as well. So uh, I, I still do stuff at the individual house level, um, but are looking to move uh, slightly more up the chain a little bit. But I, I, I'm not at the stage at Ian where I turn down a good bargain on a, a nice <laughs> house. That can, uh, and I don't think I'll be at that stage for some time, to be honest. So you've obviously had a, a bit of ups, ups and downs throughout throughout the year, but but you're you're mainly doing refurbs. Do you have any tenants yourself, or through your companies, or are you just doing refurbs? 
yeah, so we, we've got about uh, 400 tenants, something like that. Um, and they vary from a couple of the larger sort of social housing supported living providers um, down to primarily uh, professional tenants, um, although we, we do have some LHA as well. Uh, so we've got quite a spread, really. And then there's obviously different relationships to manage there. So I've, I've, as part of the, the, the group, we've got a, an agency that manages the vast majority of those properties. So they look after the property management, the tenancy management. Um, and we, we also do finding, we do project management as well, which obviously is a big part of, of what we're doing. So we're, we're doing them to hold on to, generally speaking. We do do a handful of flips, but they really are a handful. So we, we sold... I think we've sold five properties this year um whereas we would purchase wise total numbers would be about 150 so we're buying a lot more than we're selling look at it that way so it's obviously going well so what would you like to have achieved come this time next year well i think the, the one purchase the commercial units the opportunity there is in the asset management so um it's been purchased from a charity uh very capable people running that charity but of course there's a big difference between giving your volunteer time to run a charity and it being your own money and your own business so there's quite a lot in there covid has has hit them quite hard um and there's uh, a whole plan we've put together to really revitalize that for 2021 so along with uh, rob turner my business partner we're directly involved with that at the moment just to get a handle on absolutely everything um, we've got a great center manager up there as well who is walking that path with us um as we go along but there'll be a lot of work put into that in terms of we want to we've got we've got serviced offices in that portfolio that are about 50 percent occupied at the moment we want to get right. that up to 85 90 It'd be nice if they were fully let by the end of 2021 so there's 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 work to be done there um and there's bits and bobs of leisure on the site as well there's a bowling alley there's a wedding venue there's a gym which could be repurposed they're currently currently void at the moment there's a, a nice big sports hall there's a there's a lot of stuff there and there's a couple of industrial units on top so i've never done anything like this uh, live before um, so I, I think I know what to do I've got lots of friends who've done this sort of stuff who I can call upon um, but this is my first time doing this over a port on a portfolio rather than just on one or two buildings at a time you know sure so it sounds like like exciting times ahead for you and and your business it's a big part of next year getting that sorted but of course what I now I'm looking at is a pipeline that doesn't have any more big deals in it at the moment. So mm -hmm. within the first few months, uh, we're going to have to be prospecting for um, what the next deal will be because we'll be we'll be recapitalising that site um, and we'll be looking for further opportunities because you know it's like it, it always it's like buses, isn't it? And it always comes along all at once and then it, it's then feast or famine if we're not careful. In Q2, Q3, it might be uh, famine time rather than feast time in terms of stuff we've got on the table in the pipeline. For those also that may not have met you, I believe you're involved with partners in property. So whilst you're on the show, could you let us know in a couple of minutes as to what 
is Partners in Property. It was co-founded by myself and Sue Sims back in 2017 in September was our first. You remember those good old days where you used to have face-to-face meetings and <laughs> real people and you could shake hands and all sorts of things like that. Um, and that started in a venue which a couple of our friends very kindly allowed us to use, um, which is a lovely wedding venue out in the Worcestershire countryside. Um, and then we grew the meeting from there to, in 2019, open the meets in London and also in Bristol. And then in 20, the very beginning of 2020, that ill-fated year, we just opened Manchester and Southampton as well before obviously the pandemic came along and clipped our wings, let's say. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's where we were physically. We took it all online. Um, we've been very fortunate. The vast majority of our members have stayed with us. Everyone is sick of online networking and all the rest of it, but we, the, the hosts and the partners and everybody involved has worked so hard this year to keep the community going. And in many ways, it's, it's a much stronger force today than it was nine months ago. Um, and the whole, the beauty of it is, rather than it being somewhat isolated with London members there and Manchester members there, everybody's got together and got to know each other and the online meets have worked really, really well. So so basically we set the community up um, just as a somewhere for really active property people to come, to network, to grow, to learn without a sales funnel involved. So there weren't, you know, big courses at the end of it with big promises about what they were going to make you into or not. Um, it was really something to get the, the very active people who I'd come across through private networking and just by chance, really, and give them a value proposition. Say, look, come to these meetings. There are other people of equivalent experience to you and some with more and some with less. Um, see what you think, participate in the community, and we've had a, we've had a lot of success doing that. That's really good. I mean, it sounds like uh, COVID in a way has, has probably helped it and to, to enabled people to network. I mean, I know from my own side of things, having to not have to, to drive up and down the motorways to go and talk at events up and down the land, you know, it's a lot easier now just, just to jump on the computer and and talk for an hour or so and uh, not have that pressure and, and, and also not, not have to stay in hotels every other week, you know, so. Yep. So yeah. Well, certainly, certainly hearing you on that front. Ian, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's been a mo- one of the things during lockdown one, I, do, I seemed to find 15 or 20 hours a week. And I realized of course where it was coming from was not being in the car driving to X, Y, and Z. So, you know, just for, for refurb projects uh, and other other reasons, I needed to get out and about as well as as well as face to face meetings. So there is that. I think you know, lots of people are desperate to get back to some of that, but I don't suppose I'll be going back to fifteen or twenty hours a week in the car. Um, I don't know if you will be. Uh, I think I, be hybrid, probably, to be honest. So now I was doing a little bit of research on on yourself, as I do with, with all my guests. And am I correct in saying that you were once on a show to do with the Eggheads? Is that correct? <laughs> That's right, yeah. So uh, I've actually been on a few TV quiz shows until my wife sort of said, look, this is getting embarrassing now. Um, so I, I was on The Weakest Link uh, many years ago, um, and I was on Eggheads, and then I was on a show called Revenge of the Egghead, which featured the, the pantomime villain, I don't know if, Listeners will be aware of CJ Demui, but he's yes, very someone who people love to hate. Really, um, <laughs> he, he had a show called Revenge of the Egghead, where he was on his own 
um, and you had to take him on with a panel of random people. So I had the opportunity to do it. They were filming the first series. Um, I jumped on it straight away, went down, filmed it, and actually managed managed to beat him and win £600 in the process. So oh, wow. couldn't, couldn't did not exactly a king's ransom here, but I wasn't complaining. No, if it had been on the other side, it would have probably been 10 times that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yes. <laughs> really appreciate your time uh, today, Adam, for coming on to the uh, podcast. And may I take this opportunity to wish you and yours a, a wonderful 2021 and hope business flourishes for you during that period many thanks ian and thanks for having me and uh, the same to you and yours and to everyone listening as mentioned you can find all the relevant links in the show notes of today's episode well many thanks to both sam and adam for joining me this week i've got some exciting guests lined up throughout 2021 and to be honest many of you will not have heard of many of them before because i want to talk to those who are perhaps not well known but can inspire each and every one of us in the year ahead. Now, I've not forgotten, so Ian's A to Z of property will be back next week as we return to some sense of normality. Although, to be honest, I'm not sure what normal is these days. And we'll also have some more questions that have been sent in via Twitter and email and other social media platform. Now, if I can help you in your property journey in 2021, then please do get in touch. Keep safe and we'll chat again next Tuesday. Have a wonderful week. Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. Please use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe to the show. And if you'd like a question answered on a future episode, email ian at propertyonfire.co.uk.